The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown, baby! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter Drew Butler. Mark Rick would like Drew Butler to hit it a mile in the air. And he did and the SEC's career leader in touchdown passes and completions, Aaron Murray. Touchdown in stride as he crosses the goal line. Put it right on his hip. What a throw. Now with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Get to the house. Sideline. Pylon. Touchdown. And the dogs are on the board first. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Welcome into the Punt and Pass podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler. Join alongside my co-host, Aaron Murray. Be sure to follow us on social media, at Punt and Pass, on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Drew Butler. Aaron is at Aaron Murray 11 Head on over to puntandpass.com, the number one destination for all things college football. It's got our YouTube page up there, which just continues to crush it. So head on over there, rate, review, and of course, subscribe to our YouTube page. It's got our picks. Aaron Murray on a little heater. He has taken the lead in punt, pass, and pick. Our blog, our merch, and yes, people, people keep messaging me. Is the merch getting re-upped? Yeah, the supply chain. What am I going to do about it, guys? I'm trying to get the merch in. It's coming, so continue to check puntandpass.com, the number one destination for all things college football, we love it when you guys get over to our website and get active. This episode of Punt and Pass is presented by our awesome friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is absolutely crushing it right now. It is like sports nirvana. Every single major league is playing. College football is playing. The PGA Tour is playing. You can do cross-sport entries. You can win 10x your money on prize picks all you have to do is use the promo code punt p-u-n-t punt you get a 100 deposit match up to 100 dollars. download the app today go to prizepicks.com shout out to the atlanta braves a partner of prize picks the 2021 world series champions could have gotten down on some world series action on prize picks i did i'm sure a lot of other people did you got georgia number one team in the nation you can get down on prize picks this weekend with college football nfl seasons in full swing hockey basketball pga tour esports prize picks is the best we absolutely love prize picks go to prizepicks.com download the prize picks app use the promo code punt you get a 100 deposit match up to your first 100 dollars. and aaron Speaking of the Braves, hold on a second, dude. Hold on. Let me get yeah. yeah. Let me get proper with my gear right here. Head on over to YouTube. Just threw on the old Bravos hat. Shout out to the Braves. I mean, how awesome for those guys. That was so fun watching them really overcome every single obstacle to be World Series champs. And whole hey Soler hit that ball so damn far. It's it was going. awesome. It's still I think, going. I think I think it landed somewhere in Atlanta um, about three a.m. this morning. Someone found it. What an absolute bomb. Congratulations to the Braves. Yeah. I mean, you talk about the, the the start of the season. You lose your best player, and the season is like, oh, my God, it's going to crap. We, and no arguably chance, your no best chance. pitcher. Yeah, and, and they just turned it around, got some great guys in the middle of the season, and what an incredible run they, they had through the playoffs. And then, obviously, the World Series just absolutely dominated. Wish it could have been done in Atlanta, after, especially after that Grand Slam in Game oh, 5. But whatever. I'll take – a win, and we've had some buddies that were obviously in Houston, and they said it was such a fun, incredible experience. But man, Atlanta, Georgia, state's booming, dude. World curse Series, is over. Check. Is the curse over? Georgia number one. Come on, in the country, check. The pressure's off now. It dude, it is. Play. It is. It's a great time to be in Atlanta. And yeah, you said it. A couple of our friends were in Houston at the game yesterday. You know, they said they drove by NRG Stadium, the scene of the crime where the Falcons blew the 28-3 to lead. You're kind of getting weird feelings in your stomach, and the Braves said not this year. So shout-out to the Atlanta Braves. Shout-out to a lot of our friends over at 680 to the Fan, the flagship station of the Atlanta Braves. My man Jonathan Chadwick 
executive producer of the Atlanta Braves Radio Network. I was messaging with him. He was on the team plane coming back. And I was like, how was that flight home? He's like, just polished off second bottle of Silver Oak. We just landed. I was like, buddy, that is living right there. When's, when's the parade? When um, the- they, announced the, they announced the route. Is it tomorrow or is it uh, Friday? You should look. We're filming this or taping this on a, on a Wednesday night, but – they I might have to take a little. I might have to take a little man to that because that to me is a good old time, especially in this weather. It's gonna feel great. Yeah, dude. So they they're starting it downtown on Peachtree Street, and then they're jumping on seventy five and taking the buses up to Cobb County. They're gonna finish it at Truist Park, which will be awesome. So they're gonna touch everywhere and cover it up. It's on Friday, November fifth. So it could be a great opportunity to head out there and check out the Bravos championship parade first time in a long time for the city of atlanta and our friend jaron solomon over at solomon brothers he went out to the game he said it was awesome he said it was so much fun Uh, we were with him today he said he was hurting a little bit but that's the sacrifice you make for being a Braves fan and it all feels better when everybody is going to be putting a ring on their finger here pretty soon so congratulations to the 2021 world series champion atlanta braves Let's dip into some news and notes in the college football world. The first rendition of the college football playoff rankings came out this past Tuesday, and Aaron, they were a doozy. A doozy puts it mildly. Number one, to no surprise, are the Georgia Bulldogs. They're 8-0, most certainly the best team in college football through nine weeks. Alabama checks in at two despite having a loss on the road while being a 19-point favorite. Michigan State. Very surprisingly at three, Oregon at four, Ohio State right behind Oregon, obviously, because they lost to Oregon head-to-head in Columbus, and then number six is Cincinnati. Number eight is also a surprise, Oklahoma undefeated 9-0 and despite having some close calls. Michigan wedged in there at seven. They just lost to Michigan State, who's number three. I don't even know where to start, Aaron. But simply put, it seems like these college football playoff rankings, especially the first few releases, are all set up to allow the CFP committee to do their thing later on in the year. Well, for you know, I I don't mind Alabama being at two. I, I actually thought Michigan State would be at two. Really? Based on the win they had versus Michigan, I thought Michigan State would be the number two team. I mean, that's a huge win. Um, it's a good football team undefeated. I, I, so I, I thought that could have been flipped. I had Georgia one, Michigan state two, Alabama three. And I honestly love Oregon at four. You know, we, we forgot to mention them the other day on our, on our show. But yeah, we did. You know, I got a couple gotta, tweets. You got to take into account the head to head because For why sure. the hell are you going to play the games? If you don't take account the fact that Oregon went on the road, on the road. without their best defender, pl- defensive player Correct. and won the game versus Ohio state. So that to me, that's, it's, that's a somewhat play in game into the playoffs. They want it. Same record. Yep. They they get the nod. Um, the big question mark to me is Oklahoma. Oklahoma, I can understand why they're not in the top four. But number but they eight. Michigan. They <laughs> should be ahead of Michigan. I mean, Michigan this year, what have they done? You know, you look at Michigan's schedule, it's not like they're beating a bunch of great teams. Western Michigan, Washington, Northern Illinois, Rutgers, Wisconsin, Nebraska, Northwestern. I mean, what what team on there? Is a quality win in your mind? None. I mean, Wisconsin's number 21. They have three losses. Do you think Michigan – I I totally hear what you're saying. Do you think Michigan is kicking themselves now because they were up 16 points against Michigan State, Michigan State now ranked number three? If Michigan would have won and beat Michigan State, do you think they'd be number two ahead of Alabama or no? I I do. I think the brand Michigan would have been been enough to get them over, especially if they would have been able to finish the game off – and win by double digits. I yeah. mean, they dominated the first half. If they would have won, you know, 10 plus points against Michigan State on the road. There, I would say Michigan most likely would have been two heading into this Alabama three. I just think the committee looks at Alabama and then the Michigan State brand, and they're like, uh, we don't, we don't, we don't know if we trust Michigan State just yet. We'll put them at three. And then for Cincinnati, you know, honestly, this it sucks. Come on. Don't upset. do this. Don't do this to our boys in Cincy. Come on, man. Come on. They no, no, deserve no, to be I, in the I'm top four. I'm trying to spin it to be positive here. Okay. At the end of the day, Michigan and Ohio State are going to have to play each other. So someone's going to knock each other out. Correct. Michigan State, excuse me. So one of those teams jumps out. They jump to number five, Georgia versus Alabama. Really good chance. Yeah. I would say 60, 40 right now. Okay. Georgia wins the football game. Boom. Alabama's out. So then Cincinnati then jumps into the top four unless 
unless Oklahoma goes undefeated, then they'll get jumped by Oklahoma. I don't think, based on this initial rankings, that an undefeated Wake Forest, however, would jump Cincinnati. So right now, I think Cincinnati's in a good spot. I think okay. two of the teams in front of them are going to lose. Obviously, it has to happen. Yeah. They're going to drop out. Cincinnati moves up. It's just a matter of can Oklahoma, who has a bitch of a schedule to finish the season off, can finish it off undefeated or not? Yeah. Is, is, is this is the big question for Cincinnati. I agree with you. I, I definitely agree with you. I thought Cincinnati would be in the top four in the first rendition simply because they played the meat of their schedule early. They went on the road. They beat Notre Dame, who's now ranked number 10. They went on the road. They beat Indiana, a Big Ten team. Granted, they're not having the best year. They're 0-5 in the conference. But they took care of business by arguably playing their worst game. I mean, Cincinnati was horrible in that game. That was like my lock of the century. It's the one of two locks that I've won all season long on our punt, pass, and pick. But I would have thought that the committee would give them a little respect, one, for what they've done through eight games, and two, for how they performed a year ago. Now, I know we're not supposed to do that, but it's like you have to take into account Cincinnati is doing everything possible that they can to control what they can control and get some respect from the committee. And they're simply not getting the respect. I absolutely love, love what head coach Luke Fickle said about Gary Barta, the college football playoff chairman. Luke Fickle was asked on his radio show, what do you think about your ranking? And what do you think about selection committee chairman Gary Barta calling Notre Dame the only significant win on Cincinnati's schedule? Fickle said, who's the chairman? Did he play football? That's what he said. He goes, you know, who is this guy? Why does he have the ability to question what Cincinnati has done. Why does he have the ability to say, well, Notre Dame's the only good win, so that's all we're going to say. I will say this, all right? And I tweeted it out, and we talk about it every year, Aaron. It is time to televise the damn committee ranking meetings. Put it on C-SPAN. Put it on ESPN News. Let it run for 8 to 12 hours. Who cares? They do not have the nuclear codes. They are not discussing life and death situations for everyday Americans. They're not putting our security at risk. Let us know what they're talking about. I would absolutely love to know how some of the discussions are. Blur out their faces. Adjust their voices. Protect their identities. Who cares? I want to know what's being said. I tweeted it out. I got some love. I got some hate, as you would expect on social media. One guy said it's the most entitled thing he's ever heard in 30 years. I go, you know what, man? You're right. Who cares? Let's be honest, dude. We should know what they're saying. It would be great television. People would certainly watch it. Oh, 100% they would. I would watch it. I mean, there's just so many questions. You know, I think that the two things at least that we can tell from this committee, which I, I, I'm not mad about, is one, they, like I said earlier with Oregon, they do appreciate the fact that they won head-to-head. Yeah. So that's a pod in my book. At least they made that decision right. And they are taking into account strength of schedule. Yeah, and they are. Okay. I, I'm not mad about that. I'm, I'm really not. I mean, it's Cincinnati, yes. You know, the good thing for Cincinnati, you know, one, like I said, there's going to be teams in front of them that are going to lose based on their schedules. They're going to be playing each other. So that's an opportunity to move up. And also, they get to play SMU on the 20th of this month. Which lost a little bit of steam after SMU lost to Houston last well, week. But I, yes. I think that's yes. good, though. Okay. I honestly think it's good because then if you beat SMU, then you can say, okay, we just beat a one-loss team. And then if you play Houston in the American Conference Championship, you have an opportunity to then beat another one-loss football team. So yeah. I think that's then saying, hey, we beat two teams that have one losses at the time. Good quality teams. Houston could be ranked in the top 25 by the end of the season. They're right now 5-0 in the conference, 7-1 overall. SMU's 3-1 in the conference, 7-1 overall. So I think it was good for Houston to win to get another solid victory to finish the season off for Cincinnati if they're able to run the table uh, to finish the year off. So I think, like I said, yeah, it sucks. You want to be in the top four. I'm with you. I thought they would have been in there um, or had a chance to be in there. I would have put them above Oregon and Ohio State at four, then Oregon five, Ohio State six. Yeah. But I think right now Cincinnati needs two things to happen. One, they need Georgia to win. Yeah. Because we all know if yeah, Alabama wins, it means there's two SEC teams yep. in there. They definitely are saying they go dogs. they need Oklahoma to drop one game for sure and you know oklahoma's ranked number eight right now so yeah. they got a big climb wake forest i'll continue to say yeah, but have you the seen biggest oklahoma's schedule though yeah it's it's a bear to finish the i know year off. they got a, they got what do they got they got baylor this weekend oh, yeah. Bears. Not be next, next weekend they got baylor yeah number 12 team iowa state good football team 
and then Oklahoma State. Yep. And then from there, you got to play in the Big, Big 12, 12 championship, championship game. game. Yep. So they have three ranked opponents left on their schedule. That's going to boost them up by the uh, by the end of the year if they go 4-0 there. Yeah. Uh, Wake Forest is fake. Fake. I'm just saying that right now. Fake. They might lose North Carolina this weekend. I'm looking ahead to punt, pass, and pick. My lock of the century might be Cincinnati again, giving up 22.5 points against Tulsa. Just the disrespect factor. But I'll say one thing about Gary Barta and the committee, the esteemed committee who get to decide who go to the college football playoff. Undoubtedly, take away the pay because I'm sure he's being you know, compensated handsomely. Being the selection committee chairman has to be one of the worst jobs imaginable. I would liken it to being an HOA president. I would liken it to being the chairman of the board at your local country club. All you're doing is hearing people bitch and complain. There is no win in that situation whatsoever. I mean, Gary Barta is the athletic director at Iowa. He's got to go on ESPN every Tuesday night and then kind of regurgitate what he sort of remembers from a boring-ass 12-hour meeting where all these talking heads are discussing who should be the top 25 teams in America and where they should be ranked. And then he has to just take daggers from ESPN guys, from social media people. I mean, it's kind of laughable. But you know what? I'm sure he looks at his bank account, and he's like, I can handle this. It all makes sense. I do like Luke Fickle going straight at him, though. Hey, who is this guy? Did he play football? And then Luke Fickle said, look, it's not that disappointing. It's not that exciting. There's a lot of football left. I don't really have that much of a reaction right now. They're taking it week by week. I'm interested to see how Cincinnati does to finish up the season. They face four unranked programs, Tulsa, South Florida, SMU, and East Carolina. You say SMU could be a really good win for them. And then the AAC championship game. Yeah, I, I do think SMU would be a good win for them, especially if SMU has one loss to to a, a one loss Houston football team. I think that's a quality win. Both yeah. those wins, if they're able to get it. My question to you is the fact they put Alabama, a one loss Alabama, at two. Do you think they're setting it up that even if if Alabama Georgia plays a close game in the SEC championship game, say it's thirty twenty seven, yeah, oh, that Alabama stays in it. Here's what I would expect the committee to do. Being a sabotaged Georgia fan, Georgia will play Alabama in the SEC championship game. And then for some odd reason, Georgia will have to play Alabama in the semifinal. And then there'll be some sort of disqualification after Georgia beats Alabama twice in a row that Alabama will be given a nod to play in the national championship against Georgia and probably beat them, you know, third time's a charm. That's what I think. I mean, I have no idea. I don't know. I I just have. I have no idea. Now I know. I know no two lost teams ever made it. But if any, but it I think would that be they Alabama. are setting it up right now that they're stating that Alabama is the second best team in the country. Which I mean, if you want to put all these teams on the field right now, I honestly believe on a neutral site, I would take Alabama over Michigan State, over Oregon, yes. over Ohio State, yes. over Michigan, yes. over Oklahoma, and Oklahoma Cincinnati. But you still have to earn it. Yes. You got to earn it. You got to go win the football games to get in. I mean, the game's not played as a combine. Doesn't matter how good your players are. If they don't win the football games, yeah. they don't deserve to be in the playoff. Yeah. So I'm just worried that they're setting it up now that regardless of what happens in this, of course they are. Of course they are. If it's clo- unless Georgia blows them out, that if it's close, Alabama could be the number four seed, then Georgia had to play in the first round. Please do not forget, and I'm going to throw it way back, and I'll bring it back to a personal experience. The year was 2007. I was a redshirt freshman on the Georgia football team. Georgia did not play in the SEC championship game that year. In the last week of the season, Georgia was ranked number four. Teams ranked two and three both lost. Everybody on that football team thought, because of how the old BCS rankings used to happen, Georgia would jump up to number two. Georgia would be in a great position to play in the national championship game. Kirk Herbstreit went on TV and said, how in the world could that ever happen? Georgia didn't even win their division. They didn't even, can't even play for their conference championship. No chance Georgia should be allowed to be in the national championship game. The only team that could ever, and I think Ohio State did it once too, so I'll give them a little credit, but Alabama. Rules do not apply to Alabama. They don't have to play for their division. They don't have to play for their conference. They will get every benefit of the doubt from the committee to make it to the playoff, regardless of how many losses, their record, what happens from a division-winning standpoint, a conference championship standpoint. That's exactly what's going to happen, Aaron. So I totally agree with you. All right, story of the week, outside of the ranking. 
the pole assassin. <laughs> <laughs> this is just one of the most Monkey, unbelievable about, stories. about Monkey Gate right now? Monkey, Monkey Gate. Yeah. Monkey Gate. So Jeff Banks, the special teams coordinator for the University of Texas Longhorns football team, who was at Alabama when I think he teamed up with the pole assassin, uh, had a little shindig at his house for Halloween. Now, for a little background, Jeff Banks' girlfriend and or partner and or wife, I don't know if this has been confirmed yet, is a very well-known adult entertainer who is self-dubbed the pole assassin. Is she still an adult entertainer even though she's with him now? I do like, believe she's so. Still doing and I, I do believe so, and I think it is pretty well-known and well-documented. Now, part of her act is having a monkey up on stage with her. Seriously, look it up, people. It's absolutely amazing. Do a little research. I did. Uh, it's funny. Make sure your wife's on the room when <laughs> yeah. you look it up. So they have a Halloween party, and the pole assassin, I'm forgetting her name. If you want to go ahead and Google that for me right now, Aaron, so I don't keep uh, calling her the assassin. She Instagrams or like Facebooks it. or tweets out, hey, we've set up a haunted house slash maze for kids at our house from 6 to 8 p.m. And from 9 to 11 p.m., adults are welcome. Swing by. Wink, wink. Swing by. Take, take that for what you will. But some child who was at the party who was walking through the maze and doing the haunted house went behind a couple of do not enter signs, stuck his or her hand inside said monkey cage, and got it bit bad. So it went kind of viral. I don't know if the police were called, but the monkey bit a child at Jeff Banks and the pole assassin's Halloween party. And Monkey Gate is now the talk of the college football world. How embarrassing for Coach Banks. You know, the pole assassin, it seems like she's kind of dealt with this kind of media coverage before. But what do you think the players think? <laughs> that would be my biggest question. What do you? Uh, knowing, what are you? Knowing players, uh, I would say they're they're probably impressed and proud of their coach. <laughs> He's the highest paid special teams coach in America. Yeah, he is. He's getting a million dollars a year, and so her name is Danny Banks. Danny D-A-I. Banks. Okay, so Banks. That would tell you that they are in fact married, right? Danny Banks. Well, Jeff she, Banks. Uh, yeah, the article I'm reading said it's unclear okay. if. Whether she's a wife or girlfriend, she's got like sixty five thousand followers. I mean, it would make Instagram. sense. Last name Banks that she is the wife. So, but I would just have to know. Walking into the team meeting the next day, clearly every single player on that football team knows, sees, understands. She's on, what she was on happened. Jerry Springer. I'm watching a clip of her <laughs> yeah. on Jerry Springer right now. It's it really is amazing. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the monkey to make its appearance on Jerry Springer. Those guys in the locker room have to be like, dude, what is going on? Coach Banks, who's making one mil plus a year, who's our special teams coach, barking orders at us on and off the field, is going home to the pole assassin with a monkey outside. I mean, that is so funny to me. I don't know. I don't know. It's just uh, it's a great story. If anybody has thoughts, questions, concerns about Monkey Gate, <laughs> I mean, please let us know what's going on. Uh, social media at Punt and Pass at Drew Butler at Aaron Marie Eleven. It is, it's a great story to read because you're just reading and you're laughing. You're like, wow, this is pretty unbelievable. Shout out Halloween night, man. Crazy things happen on Halloween. There's no doubt about that. The pole assassin, Danny Banks, Coach Jeff Banks, swing on by. That's, swing on by. That is what too about his kids? funny. Goodness, he has three kids from his previous marriage. I wonder what they're thinking about this whole thing. I wonder if they like the monkey. I wonder if they have fun with the monkey. <laughs> I don't know. That's crazy. It's just, uh, woo. Interesting. Interesting. All right. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacy's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car-buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. 
And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout metro atlanta jim ellis automotive where you can always expect the best well let's get on to some more important things and that of course is this weekend slate on prize picks i absolutely love prize picks nfl first half is my jam on prize picks i'm getting on a little bit of a heater i love it but this weekend we have some awesome action on the college slate as well so we will tell you what we're thinking head on over to prizepicks.com download the prize picks app Use the promo code PUNT. You get a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. And you can do cross-sport entries. You can pick NBA players, NFL players, college football players, and golfers. Put them all together on the same entry and win 10 extra money. I mean, it is the best Daily Fantasy app out there. It's Daily Fantasy Simplified. We love prize picks. Download the Prize Picks app. Use the promo code PUNT. We've had a ton of signups also. We really appreciate your support, and we know Prize Picks does as well. All right, let's look at the board. And I'm telling you right now, Rowdy, the lines maker at Prize Picks, is literally updating the board as I'm clicking refresh. That's how good these guys are. Awesome game this weekend in the SEC West. Number 13, Auburn Henda. Number 14, Texas A&M. It's your 330 SEC on CBS game. Bo Nix, Aaron, 219.5 passing yards. On the flip side, Zach Calzada, 184.5 passing yards. I'm going to go under Calzada. I really under 184. I don't believe in the kid. I really don't. Wow. I just don't think he's that good. I'm sorry. I, I just, I mean, he's had one good game versus Alabama. Good for him. I think that was just a, a, just a lucky night where all of his stars aligned just perfectly for him to be able to and keep in that. mind with that game. Also going back to our CFP rankings talk, Alabama played terrible. It was like the worst Alabama oh, game in the past three awful. years. Yeah. I'll take over Bo Nix. I mean, I think Bo Nix, you're talking about being on the heater right now. Bo Nix is feeling it. And I know Tank played well last week, and I anticipate Tank to continue to progress. But I think the goal for every team facing them is 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 is, is Bo legit. Stop the yeah. run, stop yeah. Tank, and force Bo to win the football game. I think Bo can do it. So I'll go over Bo, but under Zach Calzada, I just – kid ain't it. Yeah. Just ain't it. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> what about Zach Calzada? Over under four and a half rushing yards. Four and a half rushing yards. Can he get outside the pocket one time, move the chains? Yeah, but you have to understand, though, that sacks count against rushing yards for quarterbacks. Do sacks count against rushing yards for quarterbacks? So in the on, NFL. Sa- oh, in the NFL, they don't. But in college football. In NFL, it counts against do. passing yards. In college, it counts against your rushing yards. Gotcha. Very weird, but yes. So, so Zach Calzada over under four and a half rushing yards. <laughs> what do you think? I will go over that. Okay. I'm over Zach Calzada, 184 and a half. I'm also over Bo Nix, 219 and a half. And we'll each go over four and a half rushing yards. You would think maybe late in the game, he'll be able to scramble a little bit. If they're down, we'll talk about that pick here in a little bit, but there's two really good running backs in this game as well. Aaron, you mentioned tank Bigsby, 83 and a half rushing yards for tank Bigsby, 84 and a half rushing yards for Isaiah Spiller. I'll go over Isaiah and I'll go under tank. So under 83 and a half for tank. Yep. And you, I mean, listen, he's had one game where he's gone over a hundred yards in the past, like, five weeks. Other than that, he, I mean, he's been, like, in the 40s. He's been in the 50s. Just hasn't been getting it done. And, and I do think he's, you know, hopefully turned the corner. But, like I said, I think A&M with that front, their front four defensively, I think they're going to say, listen, we're here to stop the run, and we're here to make Bo beat us with his legs and arms. So I anticipate it being a big Bo night, less of a tank night, okay. running the football lease. And plus they got a two-headed monster there at Auburn. Yeah. Uh, their backup, court, or backup running back, excuse me, is an absolute – beast the freshman there so they they like to split those reps up all right so you are saying under tank pigsby 83 and a half rushing yards over over isaiah Isaiah spiller 84 and a half rushing yards what did you think of auburn's orange face masks last weekend and the night game i thought they looked sweet yeah kind of like the metallic i kind of like them yep all right uh one more player zamir white 99 and a half rushing yards george is a 38 and a half point favorite against mizzou 
38. Oh, I put this on for us to pick this Well, I did because I'm going to talk about CMR. So take it back. Take it back. I will take it back. Okay. But golly, you know that that is ah, uh, that's so many points to pick against. Um, you would 99 you and a half. 99 and a half. Has he eclipsed 100 yards yet this season? Yeah, I think he did last weekend, right? Did I'm he? almost certain he did last weekend. Or if it was the week, uh, or it was Kentucky game. I'm going to go under. Um, one, Missouri sucks, and their defense is one of the worst defenses in the country. Yeah, they're in a bad I spot. I think Georgia's going to run right through him, but I just think it's going to be a running back by committee, and I don't see him playing much in the second half. Yeah, Zamir went for 105 against Florida. Yeah, I just don't see I, – I think they – just get him in dominating so bad that he's not playing the second half much. Okay, so you're going to so go I don't think under. I'll go under Zamir 99 and a half as well, just simply because it could be like a Vanderbilt type game where it's like 28 yeah. nothing at the end of the well, first I mean, quarter. Va- or Missouri Basilac quarterback is questionable to play. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Their defense is bad. I mean, they could get. Uh, yeah, you said it bad. I mean, this could be Vandy. Ooh. Real quick. Well, you know what? If you want to make sure that you're interested late in the game when George is blowing out a football team, get active on prize picks. Here is our rundown of this weekend. Week 10 of the college football season. That just hurts me to say. Slow down time. Here it is. Our week 10 slate for prize picks. Go to prizepicks.com. Download the prize picks app. Use the promo code PUNT. You get a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. Bo Nix. 219 and a half passing yards. Aaron and I both say over. Zach Calzada, 184 and a half passing yards. Aaron says under. I say over. Zach Calzada, four and a half rushing yards. Aaron and I both say over. Tank Bigsby, 83 and a half rushing yards. Aaron says under. Isaiah Spiller, 84 and a half rushing yards. Aaron says over. And Zamir White, 99 and a half rushing yards. Aaron and I both say under. We love prize picks. No matter what the slate looks like, pretty good one this weekend. We're about to get into pump, pass, and pick. Prize picks always makes it more interesting. Win 10x your money. Daily Fantasy Simplified, the best Daily Fantasy app. Download it. Prize picks. Use the promo code PUNT. 100% deposit match up to your first $100. All right, let's get into these game picks, brother. Punt, pass, and pick. You have a one-game lead on me. I am 25-20 and 20 against the spread this season. You are 26-19. and 19. You've had two really good weeks back-to-back. Our locks, I mean, I'm so bad. Two and seven. I'm going to throw up a Hail Mary this weekend. And if it doesn't hit, we might have to just rethink everything. You are three and six. You had a win with your lock last week. I got a lot of tweets about it, too, because you picked Georgia minus 14 against Florida. People were saying there were rumblings. How could Aaron jinx the dogs with how bad you've been on your lock of the week? But you know what? You've overcome that, much like the Atlanta Braves. The curse is over. Let's start in the Big Ten. Number five, Ohio State, heading to Lincoln, Nebraska. This game is at noon on Fox. Ohio State is a 15-point favorite. The total is 64.5. Let me just say one thing right now. Nebraska, not a very good football team. Lost to Purdue a week ago. Have lost three straight games. Lost to Illinois in week one. Scott Frost on the hot seat. What is happening with one of the endemic brands in all of college football? Who knows? But what they did against Oklahoma in Norman. I thought Oklahoma was crap, though. They are. They were crap at that point in the season. What they did against crap Oklahoma in Norman, keeping that game close, because Nebraska's pretty crap as well. On the crap scale, Nebraska certainly has more crap than Oklahoma. I just think for some weird reason, getting more than two touchdowns in this spot makes me want to take Nebraska at home. I don't know if these guys are going to play for Coach Scott Frost. I don't know if Coach Scott Frost has something up his sleeve. I do know that Ohio State is one of the hottest teams in college football right now. I do know that they were slowed a little bit against Penn State a week ago. Give me the 15 points. I'll take Nebraska. I'll kind of close one eye. It's a really ugly bet. But something's telling me, take the home dog more than two touchdowns. Listen, Humpty Dumpty is broken, and he ain't being put back together. Nebraska <laughs> is a bad football team. Uh, you can say all you want about playing for your coach. They, if, if they love their coach and want to play for him, they would have been doing that the entire season, and it just ain't working. So I guess they don't love Scott Frost that much, or yeah. they're just not that good. And I'm going to say that they're just not that yeah. good. So I'm taking Ohio State, especially, especially – after they're number five right now in the CFP. Yeah. I think to me that adds a little bit more juice and focus to them saying, listen, boys, we're on the outside looking in right now. Yep. We are on the outside looking. Got to make it happen. I think, I think for them, 
that is all the fire they needed heading into this game to go out there and absolutely whoop their ass. So absolutely. I'm taking Ohio State in this game. I think they just absolutely dominate. Um, Nebraska's not a good football team, and you said it, man. Ohio State right now is playing the best football of the season. Penn State's not a bad team. They won that football game by nine. They can beat Penn State by nine. I think they can beat Nebraska by 15. All right, we're on opposite sides. Aaron, laying 15 with Ohio State. I'm taking it with the Huskers. Great game here. I'm Best really looking forward to locking in on this game. Best game of the weekend, says Aaron Murray. SEC on CBS, 3.30 p.m., number 13, Auburn. Red hot Auburn. Heading to College Station to take on number 14, Texas A&M. A&M, a four-and-a-half-point home favorite. A&M, off the bye week, Aaron, I'm a little worried that their momentum is slowed, especially mm-hmm. with Auburn kind of steamrolling into College Station. A lot to play for. Look, the writing is on the wall with them. Take care of business these next couple of weeks. The Iron Bowl is for the SEC West. Uh, I love, I, I'm, I'm with Auburn. I'm sticking with Auburn. Uh, a lot of the do with what I talked about when it came to prize picks and just not my belief in Calzada. I think Auburn's playing great on both sides of the football. Uh, defense has been tremendous all year. They got Papo back at linebacker. His first game back last week got some of the rust knocked off. He'll be ready to go. The offense is humming. Receivers are playing better. Tank Bigsby did his thing. Bo Nix is playing the best football of his life. They are playing with confidence. They're not coming off a bye week. They got yeah. the momentum going. Uh, and I just don't think AM can score a bunch of points. I don't. I just don't trust that offense. Maybe they win the game. Maybe they don't. I think Auburn wins it. But I do believe, regardless, Auburn will keep this within a field goal. I will take the Tigers in this matchup. Yeah, you know what? I'm on the same side here. I want the points with Auburn. I, I mentioned it leading into you. Um, just given your prediction, I, I think the bye week hurts A&M here. I really do. I, look, you can say what you want about Zach Calzada, but Bo Nix playing at a very high level right now. Certainly still questions about his performances on the road. I think he's kind of nipped that in the butt. This season, he had a really good game up in Penn State. Auburn almost won that. You know, his heroics against LSU, granted those were all broken down plays. Can Texas A&M limit his ability to make those plays outside the pocket? I'm not quite sure, but I think him, Coach Bobo, Coach Harson, have some sort of synergy going right now. If Tank Bigsby in that running game really take the pressure off Bo Nix, this will be a close game. This will be a close game. I think division rivalry, playing for a lot, Give me the points. It's going to be a close game. Could be a field goal. You just mentioned it. Texas A&M surely could win. I don't think Texas A&M is going to put up a lot of points on the board. The total here is 49. So with a lower-ish total, I'll take the points. Auburn plus four and a half. Hoping Bo Nix becomes and still stays Bo Nix out in College Station. That will be an awesome game with Nestler and Danielson on the call. LSU head to number two, Alabama. 7 p.m. ESPN, Alabama. A 28-and-a-half-point favorite. LSU is a total mess, Aaron. Alabama understands exactly what they have in front of them. I know I'm keeping saying that now that the college football playoff rankings are out. But LSU's a mess. Alabama is a much better team than them. Take Alabama first half. Lay the 28-and-a-half points. Ed O focused on just about everything else other than football right now, by all indications. I can't buy LSU in this spot. I can't buy LSU in this spot. First half game, Alabama lay the points. Uh, I'm going LSU in this one. I, I just think to me, we saw what LSU did in a rivalry game a couple weeks ago versus Florida. I know Florida is nowhere near Alabama, but also Florida almost beat Alabama for goodness sakes. So rivalry game by week, they got a lot of pride. You know how much I love Max Johnson. Alabama's secondary is, is questionable. We've seen this entire season. 28 and a half points is a lot of freaking points and one of the best rivalries in college football. LSU, I know that it's been an awful season. I know you're losing your coach, but you got to remember these guys are a bunch of four and five stars that have a lot of pride. Yeah. And they ain't going to just roll over for Alabama just because they're not going to make the playoffs this year. They're going to come to play and it's going to be competitive. Alabama wins the football game, not by 20, 20 and a half. I can see them winning by somewhere like 2021. Three touchdowns, but yep. LSU will make it. LSU will make it competitive early on. All right, Aaron wants the. I mean, Alabama versus half. Tennessee was close in the first half. Alabama versus Florida wasn't a good game. LSU's broken. 
LSU's broken. I'll lay the 20 no, and a half. they got too much pride. They ain't going to roll over. Another good matchup in the SEC. Tennessee heading up to Lexington to take on number 18 Kentucky, a night game on ESPN2. It's at 7 p.m. It's a pick em. This is an even line right now. Books are saying these two teams are dead even. I like Tennessee here. Tennessee coming off a bye week. Valiant effort in the first half against Alabama. I think Josh Heupel has this offense believing. I think the defense has certainly made strides throughout the season. This is a really good rivalry. If you're a Tennessee or a Kentucky fan, doesn't get too much hype on the national scale or really throughout the entire conference. But I think this will be a good game to flip back and forth between while you're watching that LSU and Alabama game and whatever else you are interested in on Saturday night. I'll take Tennessee here. I think Tennessee wins this game in Lexington. I'm with you. I think t- Tennessee does too. I think Tennessee right now offensively, they just, they, they, they're believing. They have been believing all year in what Hypo has been preaching. Um, offensively, they're doing their thing. Defensively, I think they come out, they fight hard. I think Tennessee wins this football game. I'm with you. Take Tennessee here. All right. I like that. I like that. That'll be a good game. I think that, uh, you know, Ted Lasso believe type situation going on yep. in Knoxville right now. Like, let's do this. We, we we're so close. Let's get a good win on against a top 25 team. Those things matter. When you have a first year head coach, you've been playing good. You're pretty close. You want to prove it to your fans. You want to prove it to your coaching staff. Most importantly, they want to prove it to themselves in that locker room. I'll take Tennessee. Last game we're going to pick on pump, pass, and pick. Missouri at number one, Georgia. It's at noon on ESPN. This one's going to be a sleeper. Dogs are a 38-point favorite. My goodness. I mean, the spreads that Georgia has had against their own division rivals. How do you rivals. 38 points? Well, you know, because it's on the board. It's on the oh. board. You got to pick it, right? And the reason I put this on here is I just wanted to fill everybody in. This Saturday in Athens, during halftime, the University of Georgia will be honoring Coach Mark Rick. It's going to be an awesome time. Obviously, everybody knows the news about Coach Rick being diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. He lives back in Athens now. You see him on the ACC network. He is a man of integrity, somebody who all of his former players, all of former colleagues, all of the fans, everybody in Bulldog Nation loves and still cares deeply about. It will be awesome to see him being honored. I don't know whose decision it was. But major hat tip to athletic director Josh Brooks, major hat tip to UGA president Jerry Moorhead. This is the right thing to do, and I'm excited to be up there. Aaron, we will miss you. Georgia has invited all of Coach Rick's former team captains to come stand by his side during halftime. I believe at last check, 46 team captains will be there. That just goes to show right there what Coach Rick meant to so many people, what he still means to so many people from 2001 All the way to 2014, Coach Rick made a big difference for a lot of people, especially within those locker rooms. So I am honored to be up there, stand by his side, see a lot of my former teammates and great dogs. I mean, just the special atmosphere, Aaron. I don't think David Green will be up there. I don't know if Musa Smith will be up there. But man, growing up in Georgia, I was such a big dogs fan. To to be able to be in the same realm as some of the guys that I looked up to growing up, it's going to be really special. And we'll miss you, Murray. I know you got work. You're on CBS. You're big time. But I know you'll send Coach Rick your best. I'll tell him you said so as well. Georgia, 38 points. You just said it, man. Like, if Basilak doesn't play, lay the 38. How are they going to score without Connor Basilak? I, I don't really know. So... I probably won't be there at, I mean, the, at the end Bates, of the game. Listen, Tyler Beatty's been Mr. Do-It-All, but he's their only player, and I guarantee you, Georgia, if they just stop one guy, they're going to make that happen. Yeah. Um, I'll take the 38. I just think Georgia is going to run right through them. Missouri's defense. So you lay in the 38? I'll lay the 38. Okay. Missouri's defense is is probably the worst defense in the SEC. Um yeah, at home. Tell me this. Like, like, this is a serious question. Yeah. and Because I, I, I'm, I'm thinking about the point spread here. If Missouri played UAB, what would happen? Stetson, you know, five for five, five touchdowns. Like, they just blew right through them. You just said Missouri's got a really bad I think UAB would keep it competitive. You do think, I think so? I mean, I mean, hell, Vanderbilt just did. I know. I'm laying the 38. <laughs> I think you got to lay the 38 Missouri's points here. so bad. They're bad. It's it's really sad, honestly, but they're just a bad football team. They're giving up 36 points a game. They're only scoring 34 points a game. Yeah, it's not a good recipe for success. Not all. a good recipe for success. Tell me your they favorite. 30 
though they beat Vanderbilt, but they gave up a bunch of points. Yeah, I think Georgia rolls in this one. Tell I me think your Georgia, favorite. I think, um, I think it's like a. I don't think Missouri's going to score. Yeah, I know that's what I I'm think Georgia about too. wins it. I think I think it's like forty-five nothing. Forty-five to three. No, they don't get any points. Wow, love they, that. They cross the fifty like once. Aaron and I are both on Georgia minus thirty. It'll be a special day up there. Tell me your favorite CMR story off the top. I did not prep you for this. Anything special? Uh, my favorite story is. Just our Thanksgiving tradition in the quarterback room. Oh, every, yeah. Every Thanksgiving, uh, we had practiced that morning. And before we started the meeting, Coach Rick would roll up into the quarterback room, sit back in the chair, pop his feet up on the table, and tell us what he's thankful for. And then he would go into absolute incredible detail of what was going to be on his plate, <laughs> where it would be on his plate. Yeah. And just break it down to where we were absolutely starving after his little 10-minute rant. Uh, just was always really fun and entertaining. And obviously Thanksgiving is such a special day, and he's such a family man that it was always really a good time to um, you know, just sit back, talk about food, hang out. And, and, and it was always like something we look forward to every Thanksgiving. Absolutely. Coach Rick's the best. I'll tell you my favorite Coach Rick stories. Matt drills one year. I think it was when I was going into my senior year. You know, you get up at 4.30, like you brush your teeth real quick. Obviously, you don't eat anything. You have to jog over to Ramsey from ECV, or we were living off campus at the time. So I'd pop a piece of gum in my mouth. I'm a big-time gum guy. Like when I would play football games, I'd always have gum in my mouth. Like always, college, high school, pro, whatever, gum, always. Workouts, I'd have gum in until you really start getting after it. So I had gum in my mouth, and we're doing the push-ups, and we're stretching. God, I just – I do not miss those days. And Coach Rick walked up to me, and he goes, Butler, spit your gum out. I said, okay. So I walk over to the trash can, literally spit my gum out. We go through, and, like, he pauses mat drills halfway through, and he's like, I just found a piece of gum on the ground. Butler, you have morning runs for the entire week. I'm looking oh, around, oh, I go, oh, oh, I go, hold on a second. I literally just spit my gum out in the trash can. Literally. He probably watched me spit my gum out in the trash can. He stops match girls and he goes, Butler didn't listen to me. He wants to be a team leader. He's not listening to me. You have morning runs for the week, morning runs with match girls. I mean, that's a death sentence. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Why are you picking on me like that? First morning run I had, Joe T's out there. We're at Spec Town's tracks. It's like 40 degrees and raining, okay? I'm running, Aaron, I slip, and I absolutely slice my shin open on those gravel kind of concrete stairs. Yeah. Had to go into Ron Corson, had to get freaking stitches in my shin, do mat drills with the – it was – shout out Coach Rick. I spit ultimate, my gum Ultimate out. specialist, ultimate specialist story right there. Oh, he's Free Madonna best. spitting gum out and then came and do stairs without slicing their leg open. <laughs> that is true. All right. Shout out Coach Rick. It'll be really fun to honor him this weekend. Flip the field special. I'm doing something special this week to get back on track because if I don't win this week, I'm going to have to do something different. I mean, two and eight is completely unacceptable. I'm two and seven right now. So what am I doing, Aaron? I'm giving you two picks. I'm giving you two picks. First pick, Cincinnati minus 22 and a half against Tulsa. They will stomp Tulsa after the major disrespect of being ranked number six in the college football playoff rankings. Cincinnati minus 22 and a half. Lock it up. First flip the field free pick. Second flip the field free pick. Cannot believe this line. Ole Miss minus 10 against Liberty. Ole Miss at home against Liberty. The return of Hugh Freeze to Oxford. Lane Kiffin, that offense, Matt Corral. Ole Miss minus 10 at home against Liberty. Two flip the field specials this week. We're making it happen. They're both going to win. Cincinnati minus 22 and a half. Ole Miss minus 10. All right, so I'm going to take two then, too, because there's some juicy picks this week that I was really feeling very confident about. First one of my week is going to be – I just lost it, but now it's back. I'm going to take Mississippi State on the road against Arkansas. Five-point dogs. Mississippi State getting five. Mississippi State's getting five. <laughs> awesome. You want to talk about a hot football team right now. Will Rogers absolutely beasting yeah. it at the moment. Uh, they got the run game. I mean, they ran the ball 35, 36 times last week. When's wow. the last time they did that? They're starting to be a little bit more balanced on offense, especially in the red zone. I love their defense. Arkansas coming off the bye week, going to take a little bit to get going. I think Mississippi State has a chance to win this football game. I'm going to take Mississippi State with the five points. That is number numero uno yes. for your boy. Yes. Give me one more, and please. Then, Give the people what they want. Give the people what they want. 
I'm going to, I'm actually going to, uh, I really want to go against Cincinnati, honestly. With well, do it then. Do I dare you? I'll, I'll I dare it. you I'll to do it. it. I'm going to go with Tulsa. I love Tulsa's defense. You clown is actually pretty darn. They're they're fun to watch. They run. They they do that three three five. It's a bitch. And I'm going to go the opposite. I think Cincinnati, in my mind, is going to try to do too much. To to kind of you say f you to the to the to the the people in charge. The big man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think they're going to hurt themselves. Honestly, I can't believe you do that. I think I, I, they're going to win the football game, but I think they're going to have some silly mistakes trying to prove a point that I think Tulsa and that defense can take advantage of. So I'll take Tulsa the 22 and a half. Can't believe you do that to me. Looking right into my eyes and just stabbing me in the chest. I'm broken. I'm beaten down. I'm on oh. fire. I'm on fire, and you just pissed on me. That hurts. Yep. There you go. That hurts. All right, I you had a, your fault for choosing two. I was all comfy with one, but hey. you want to go with two. I love it. I love it. That's punt and pass. That's week ten. Go to PrizePicks.com. We love our friends are over at PrizePicks. Download the PrizePicks app. Use the promo code punt. You get a one hundred percent deposit match up to your first one hundred dollars. So much action this week, and it's such a good time to be a sports fan. You can win ten extra money. It is Daily Fantasy Simplified. It is the best Daily Fantasy app out there. Prize Picks. Use the promo code punt. Follow us on social media at Punt and Pass, at Drew Butler, at Aaron Murray 11. Head on over to puntandpass.com. For Aaron Murray, I am Drew Butler. We love you all, and we will talk to you on Monday. See you. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC.